Hello, Lincoln, and welcome to KZUM News. I'm your host, Casey Welsh. It's cloudy and cool in Lincoln right now. There's a slight chance of thunderstorms continuing tonight and into Friday. Then it should clear up, but stay nice and cool for your Friday and Saturday. This edition of KZUM News was pre-recorded due to some time restraints, and this edition will be brief. What we do have for you is part two of KZUM News contributor Stefan Decker's interview with the Washington Mandela Fellows. The Fellows are a group of youth leaders from several African nations who have been invited to the United States to develop their leadership skills at various institutes of higher learning around the country, culminating in a trip to Washington, D.C. The Fellows were in Nebraska a few weeks back, and Stefan sat down with them for a long conversation touching on a diverse array of topics. Last week, the fellows shared a little about themselves and what they've learned. This week, they discussed their views on the current divisive nature of American political life. Here's Stefan. The Mandela Washington Fellowship for Young African Leaders is the flagship program for the Young African Leaders Initiative, otherwise known as YALI. This program selects young leaders between the ages of 25 and 35 from sub-Saharan African countries and sends each of them to one of many participating higher education institutions in the United States. On last week's program, we aired part one of a conversation with the Mandela Fellows. This week, we have one big question for them that takes up most of our time. We were talking a little bit in the other room about um, how the culture right now in America is really divisive, and Mm. politics is kind of like an an earwig on everybody's mind all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kind of want to get a little bit of an outside perspective from each of you. Um, What what are some of the things that are happening in American politics that uh, have an effect on your countries um, back home, and what what are your personal feelings on on the divisive culture in America, and how does it compare and contrast to what might be happening in the political climate of your own homes? That's a big question. I'm sorry. Well, in terms of um, the, the this administration, the way I see it from my perspective, because we get I get the information about America through the media, so is that for me we are seeing it more like now it feels more like a dictatorship rather than the democracy that we are used to in the states, because it seems like one person has more say than most, and sometimes they ask, like, how? Because we know the American people always challenge the system, but now it feels like the challenge is a little bit less. And, however, what is different is that, because we experience the same sometimes in in my country, like some leaders usually dictate the direction of the country, and they say whatever they want to say in the media. Our media might not be as free, but they say whatever they want to say in the media, and it's like, that's it. What is different is that when they say things, they only say in the perspective of my own country. So they're talking about my context. What I find different from the United States politics is that they also say on behalf of the world, which is kind of causing a bit of, you know, dissatisfaction for others of us listening. Uh, For example, comments being made about specific racial, you know, racial profiles and superiority complex. So... Those kind of things, especially after we have experienced like a hope when we had the previous administration, we're like, oh, this is America. It's all about inclusivity. And then it's like a big flip. And that's how it's really affecting. It's just like um, maybe they're not so, you know, they're not as, you know, as civic as we 
we assume. That's in my perspective. <clears throat> and this is Akile. Um America has always America has always been the standard of or the global standard of democracy and inclusivity and inclusion of citizenship in terms of the general conversation and the climate or the political climate of the nation. And for the first time in my life, ever since I was born, I guess, we can see a disjoint between what the people say and what the government or what the general political climate is in, 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 in America, which we find very surprising because, I mean, a lot of us uh, countries look at America for an example. Um, um, the, lately as well, immigration as well has also affected us because, I mean, a lot of our professionals um, come to America as well to actually gain their knowledge for a month of time and come back to our country as valuable assets after having experienced um, life and a professional existence in the first world and they've really driven our economy and it's a common practice for someone from Botswana to come to America for a few years and then go back to a country and spearhead a new approach or a new technicality and so with now now with more tighter immigration rights I mean it's becoming increasingly more difficult to actually have young professionals come and engage in the American context um, and learn all the valuable lessons that come with that but apart from that I mean the general conversation amongst how um, African countries have been described and I'm sure because my government did show displeasure in one of Trump's, uh, Donald Trump's statements publicly is that um, we generally do not find um, um, a, a, that confidence or that um, faith that we used to have to confide in America and we are really trying to re-establish that by trying to understand um, the real conversation with the people which is not necessarily how um, the world, because the head of state is usually um, and I'm sorry I'm going to say this, I hope this is not used in a way that will destroy um, what I'm trying to say, but just generally, cause of freedom of speech. Um, I think I get to experience that even our political context sometimes do not reflect the true realities of the people, and for me it's been a big lesson to find out that even America can have a just disjoint between the conversation of the top government levels with the people at the bottom and even with the free and fair election system which I think is very much credible and very much high standard we can still have a view as in which kind of surprises me that the majority would say they don't like Trump or, but he was voted into power and for me I mean votes mean the most actions mean the most and it kind of makes me wonder about um, where what the real state is of the world and where where the world is transforming to and what lessons should we consider valuable and should we rather choose now to follow our own example as opposed to try to model a united world? Uh, for me, uh, let me share this uh, thing uh, with you. As uh, one of my favorite singers say in politics, the one who claps his hand to raise you, the same person will clap his hand to fall you down. 
So personally, in my country, I say that I hate politics because politics is not doing uh, in the best way. Uh, our political leaders are paying, are paying people who elect them. So the election in my country, that's my opinion, are not transparent. It's not doing as it should be. So I think that uh, American politics system may be a mirror for African leaders. Uh, some African leaders say, how can we organize an election in Africa and fail in this election? It seems that it is not possible. But how we, uh, what we saw here in America, uh, when there is election in America, the interwar follow follow the election, and the results, the result of the election is uh, like uh, uh, the election take end at one, maybe at three or four. You have the result. In my country, you have to wait for uh, maybe one month, two months, so that they can uh, make uh, some confusion and choose the person they like. Uh, so I think that the democracy is here in America. So African leader should take example. When you f when a leader fall, she have to leave the power. The power is not like uh, something like heritage. The power is for everybody, and everybody is competent. Mm, the political leader should accept sharing. If someone fall at the election, please do not uh, do something who can put uh, people together and make war in a country. In Africa, we need strong institution, not strong men. Because in our, in my country, in most of African country, the president are up of the law. They are more stronger than the institution. So we need a peaceful democracy. Well, this is Josa Martin from Gabon. Uh, what I can say uh, about the effect of uh, the, let's say, uh, the, uh, I will much more talk about uh, the from, I will, I will speak from a social angle and a much more an entrepreneurial one. I can say that um, the culture of excellence, the culture of encouraging the uh, leadership in America it's something that is really affecting my country positively in the sense that uh, I can see that here there are many uh, exchange uh, uh, exchange program, cultural exchange programs that take place. And the Department of State has many uh, ex uh, cultural exchange programs as well in other countries. Um, for example, we have the IVLP program. We also have uh, now the Mandela Washington Fellowship Program. And through this program, for example, me, in my, in my case, I was received by the senator, uh, the president of the Senate of Gabon, who uh, congratulated me. I was not alone. I was also with the other fellows in Gabon who were selected. There were five of us. And she told us that she is ready to support us in whatever socioeconomic development initiatives we will engage so this is just to a case to show you that this um, will, this political will to encourage the culture of excellence is really affecting my country. It's not just at my level that 
it is affecting the entire country, especially the youth, because today, uh, because, for example, of the YALI, the Mandela Washington Fellowship, the YALI Young, Initi- Young African Leader Initiatives, many people now are developing the entrepreneurial spirit. They are taking socioeconomic development initiatives. They are diversifying their their fields where they have talents that can be exploited and finally allow them to be uh, uh, useful, you know, to their community. So this is just to say that the American um, socioeconomic development uh, policy at the international is really affecting African countries positively because it allows African people, especially the youth, to move from that kind of laziness to hardworkingness. People are working hard to value what they have, to value their talents, to value their ideas, so that one day they will reach a position that will enable them to also influence young people like them. So this is something that I can really say about uh, the effect of America in African countries, especially in the case of Gabon. Thank you. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the two questions. The first one is uh, my point of view about uh, the American system. Yeah, I like the American system because of the freedom, like Mohammed said it. You have freedom here, we are free here to, take, to tell what you want, what we saw. So, me, I like that, but we can be elected. We can be elected wherever you're from in the United States. The fact is, you need just to be committed in your community. It's what I like in the United States, and we saw here in the United States. A black American become a president, Barack Obama, and all African are like that, and we were very, very, very happy for that. And it's it's it showed American democracy. And what's happened? Just uh, our, your your current president, Donald Trump. It shows us also another another picture of. American democracy because we have, I think that you have two types of electorate in the United States. You have a popular vote and you have also what you call, I don't know, great electoral something like that. Uh, electoral college. Yes, electoral college. I think that they have, they have more impact in the election than the popular vote. And that's for me, point, from my point of view, that it's not, there's not a balance because the, the vote m- might come from the, the popular vote, but I don't understand why in the United States the college electors have more impact, more power in the election than the popular vote. That's maybe the thing I, the, the thing, I think that in the United States you need to improve. But uh, the effect of politics, the United States politics in my country, it has many effects. First, when the president decides to leave to leave UNESCO, to leave the climate agreement, to leave uh, the World Trade Organization, it will have it will have a consequence in our con- in our country. When he when you leave UNESCO, our country are poor country. We try to go, and UNESCO had a big a big apart for our country. And the United States is one of the greatest donors for UNESCO. So when the United States leave UNESCO, it will have a consequence on what we will receive from UNESCO and 
from the program we have from UNESCO. So I think that that is one effect that we can have uh, from the decision that made here in the United States. Also, the United States is today uh, considered as the first country in the world. You are the first the first country in the world. So you, you ensure the, the lead of the world. So sometimes you have some for instance, Mali or Niger, you have some country, we have not freedom. The president is not really elected, but he continues to be benefited by the United States support because you are, the embassy continues to be there with him to help them to finance his project. That is something that is for, for us. It's, it's help or allow our dictator to be again, to be again and already and every day in the system. So that's something like that key and like that affects our 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 political system. But then I think that what Joshua said is true. The program as Mandela Washington Fellowship, LVA Fulbright, and all those programs are good program. One of the good program we have in the world, and which give us opportunity to learn more here, to have more knowledge, more steps, more network, to have impact in our country. I think that it's a great job that the United States is uh, doing for the for the world, and that we have to thank the United States. More information about the Mandela Washington Fellowship can be found at yallisummit.irex.org. That's yali, Y-A-L-I, summit.irex.org. Photos of their visit can also be seen online at kzum.org or on our Instagram. Until then, for KZUM News, I'm Stefan Decker. Thank you to Stefan for that report. This is KZUM News. Thank you all for listening. This program is available as a podcast every Friday following this broadcast. The podcast is available on most popular podcast providers as well as our website, kzum.org news. Thank you everyone for tuning into this program. For KZUM News, I'm Casey Welsh. Good luck, Lincoln. Lincoln.